to them. Hey creatures, it's your girl, ah, Leia the Slayer of NYC Butterfly Braids Hair Story Podcast. And the new owner of DIY Hair Supply LLC. Feels good, feels good. Okay, so hi guys. If it's your first time here, welcome for the first time. And if you've been here before, welcome back. You're the real MVP. Like everybody that be checking in on me, I respect y'all. I love y'all the most. And I appreciate you guys. You really keep me going with this podcast. Sometimes it's difficult to make time to create a podcast or do the creative fun things that um i do especially when i have so many mandatory things to do like this is fun it's cute but i don't have to do it but then like a little part of me is like you have to do it man you have to you started it you finish it i enjoy doing this podcast because i like to introduce you guys to the other side of people so my clients they're amazing i have great conversations with them like i enjoy their company like nine out of ten times it's always the one and like sharing these people with you and their experiences finding that most of you actually have the same issues the same opinions or different issues and opinions but can relate is it's still it feels like sisterhood I feel like I'm fostering sisterhood with this podcast I do so let me know why you listen what you get out of this and any ways you feel like I can improve I'm always growing I'm always learning I'm always trying to do better and be the best version of myself like that's literally my agenda every day like how can I be the best version of myself today because every day I show up different like yesterday I was like was I dry yesterday I was a little dry um today I'm pumped like I'm or like I'm literally stopping to do this podcast um, after doing a client's hair organizing my things packing orders when I say organizing my things I run a business from my home two businesses okay so I have like my hair stuff from all my clients I need to organize and then I have like product and inventory stuff that I need to organize and just like challenging myself to stay on top of that so yeah I'm making I'm making it work baby so another thing whatever you're looking forward to doing in this life don't wait on it because it ain't waiting on you it ain't somebody else gonna do it it's being done right now you're the only dummy that's just like maybe I get to it next week Let's get to it in, in about four years. Shut the hell up and get the fuck done. Like for real. Stop even stop listening to this podcast right now and go do something that you've been putting off because you could die. Just saying. Anyway, on a lighter, brighter note, I have an amazing week and I have an amazing guest. Her name is Blank because she's anonymous, nothing guy named business. What I like about her is that she's super professional but still a little hood. Just like me, you know? Yeah. So I, I really like this client. I'm going to let her tell her story. She can do it a lot better than I can. But you can tell, like, by the way this conversation flows, that we, we have a good time. So shout out to my client. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Let me get some feedback in the comments. Give me a thumbs up, five stars. However or wherever you're listening to this podcast, there's a way to show love. Figure it out, okay? Figure it out. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Also share this podcast. Thank you. On to the show. We'll be back. We're back with another salon seat story. I have another anonymous guest. Say hi. Hi. Okay. <laughs> um. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, but not too much. Okay. Um. I've been coming here for almost, hmm, what, seven months now? Seven months, eight months. Okay. I'm Black Girl Magic Lawyer. Oh, right. I like that. <laughs> uh, HBCU grad, a mom, a wife. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all, all we care about, right? <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, you got some amazing titles. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, this is Hair Story Podcast. Welcome. On Hair Story Podcast, I usually just ask, What's your hair story? Whatever comes to your mind, like literally whatever that means to you is the answer. There's no right or wrong answer. What's your hair story? Huh? Oh, where do we start? Um, my hair story is for me one of just triumph and like a process. It more feels like to me. So from when I think of my hair story, I think of maybe about 10 years ago, it started with 
um, braids and just trauma to my scalp and just, you know, a, a stressful, it's really been actually a stressful experience. And so now that sort of, I'm in a path of recovery and just trying to think about new health, new life, internal, external health. And so I feel like my hair story is like an eat, love, pray. <laughs> it's like a, a hair version of eat, love, pray. If I, if I had to really like sum it up, um, will you judge me if I tell you, I don't know what eat, love, pray is. I will judge you. Um, well, I just think it's a white woman in India <laughs> and I got that from Parks and Rec or like some other show. And that's pretty much what you would take away from it. But it's, I more, don't watch it. Oh my God. You're ridiculous. It's more of a story of kind of just like grounding, their messages in it, right? Of grounding. Um, sometimes you have to go a little further, do something different to ground and healing, right? And if I think about sort of my hair story is similar. I got my hair braided by someone who wasn't really practicing, you know, quality hair care <laughs> practices, if you will. Um, and I just had trauma to my scalp that I've been sort of recovering from from a very long time. Um, couple that with just, you know, alopecia and just all the things that kind of happen um, along the way. It's just trying to reset, you know, for the past. And I had a baby and then when you're pregnant, your hair flourishes. And so there's all that goodness happening and thinking that, you know, your journey is kind of like settled. You know, that felt good because I was where I wanted to be in life. Married, baby, hair growing, thriving, and then postpartum hit. And then it's sort of kind of back to the drawing board again. And so now I'm in a phase of rebuilding and, you know, why I'm here, why I've been coming here. But essentially, it's sort of like I'm in a healing phase, if you will. Right. I'm grounded. No more baby. No more postpartum. Trying to get everything together. Um, and so now I'm just trying to recover. My scalp is trying to recover. And so it's been a it's been Eat, Love, Pray. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it in real life. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you should watch it. Should I read the book or should I watch it? I think I will watch the movie. Okay, good. I won't read that book. I mean, you hate movies, so I don't know. <laughs> probably, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but do you feel like you were supported? Like, is there enough resources for um, somebody who's struggling with trauma or who has no any other things you listen? You listen to a couple of things. Yeah, you know no. I mean? So so let's, let's do the first thing. The first is, like, when you have like actual scalp trauma and at least in my experience and you go the first thing you want to do is go seek medical treatment right right right. um they natural the natural order they tell you go see a dermatologist i went to a dermatologist and the first one didn't really have experience dealing with black hair right and so you know they they instantly want to kind of just diagnose what they think could be going on in there it was like oh it must be internal right which could have been true so then i went to another my a primary care physician and I go through all these tests right and you, you're just trying to get an answer right and trying to resolve it really is what like anyone would want to do right. and it was really nothing like I was fine on the inside and so you know the doctor was the dermatologist after going back and getting all the results he made me take all these tests he was like well I don't know what's going on let's just try these things and I just felt a little uncomfortable because I'm like well I'm not really a test subject right, you don't <laughs> right? Know stuff? if you haven't really diagnosed it, what are you treating, right? And so right. that wasn't really going to be the right path to me. So I went to a, a black dermatologist, actually, was my next step. And she biopsied my scalp and did all these other Ooh, things. Oh, biopsy? Yes, yeah, so it was pretty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it was, yeah, they snipped their skin. They, it's, they numb you, so it isn't the worst experience. Right. But, and, but she was actually, I thought that she handled me with care, right? And so even if she wasn't able to find an answer, I felt good about at least exploring treatment options with her because she was at least trying to diagnose the problem, right? And mm-hmm. so it wasn't my first time at the bullpen. Exactly. So that's when I found out that I had alopecia. Um and so any specific type? Yeah, it was Ari- Ariata, I think. I'm not gonna pronounce it right either. Yeah, but you get that's the A one. Yeah. Close. Are you, are you, that part. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I almost say Areola, mm-hmm. but this is a different that's a different mm-hmm. podcast, a different day. Um and some scarring, right? So there were some areas of the scalp where the hair will grow back and there were some areas of the scalp where the hair won't grow back. And she basically told me that um, they they don't, like, doctors don't know the cause of that form of alopecia. Right. Okay. Like, it just happens. Not a big, that's made me feel a little bit it better. It mostly to us. I know. <laughs> she did. She said it happens mostly to women of color, right? Mm-hmm. So she started treating it using um, steroid injections. And... 
they weren't painful, but like after two or three months, I started noticing the hair that I did have was like shedding. Right, it could go either way. Yes, and so I was paying attention to how my body was responding to it, and so when I went back in for like a third, the maybe a third or fourth treatment. She was, you know, looking at my scalp and she was like, well, do you feel like your scalp is getting better? And I was like, no. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to discontinue this form of treatment because what is in these steroids, right? Right, Like, like, I don't have an internal issue, but I'm pretty sure this isn't helping, right? Because now my hair was like breaking from the end. It was just, it was, it was rough. Right. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just level set and kind of like figure out what's next for me. And so I stopped going to her. And I just started, like, eating different, you know, focusing on, like... And then COVID was happening, too. Right. So everyone is kind of ramping up on, like, vitamins and, you know, internal... Right? So that helped, right? Because you're eating different, better, arguably. At home, I'm not in a rat race as much, right? So I get a little bit more time with myself to take care of myself because I'm not running out to work. So the universe was kind of conspiring, at least in my mind, to kind of help me along the journey. So once I stopped that that treatment, it took a few months for what I believe the residual effects of the steroids, like getting out of my system for my hair to stop breaking completely. Right. But now that it's stopping, like I'm noticing that my hair is like growing back from my. And you don't think it's a benefit from the steroids? I don't think so. I really felt like they weren't like I really didn't feel good taking them. Like mm. I don't know how to describe it, but like you know you you know your body, you know yeah. yourself, right? Like. I didn't feel like it was helping me at all. And I really just feel like my hair was a lot more brittle, a lot more damaged. And so I recently went to another clinic that specializes in like scalp treatments. And I wanted to explore plasma treatment. Mm-hmm. I heard about that too. I met with a woman and she was fairly nice. And then the doctor called me uh, like a week or two ago. And he was talking about, I think it's they call it PRP. And he was um, essentially like, you know, I think you'll be a great candidate, but we need to biopsy like three areas of his scalp. <laughs> so no, I, you know, and they do that. Is it like a chunk or it's like a little piece? It's a little piece. It's like, they cut a does little. It hurt. It it does hurt. It's like a snip. I it's, know, but like after you got to heal. <laughs> I had a little headache. Yeah, they give you get a stitch. Um, oh wow! In each section that they cut, so it's a true cut. Yeah. Um, you get a, a small stitch, and then you got to come like a week or two later, and they cut the stitch out. So I haven't gone for the biopsy and my scalp just because I'm, you know, not excited about it. Right. But I think if the treatment will be something that, because plasma just is your own blood, and right, I think right. maybe if I know I'm healthy on the inside, right, and it's just a matter of stimulating my follicles and using mm-hmm. other methods to do that, then I'm open to exploring that. Is it expensive or is your um absolutely expensive? You have get... your insurance been nope help at all? They no. don't help us with that. The dermatologist, they cover some you know, you, you have your copay there, but it's still cost associated with the, right. the treatment. So I was like out of pocket, you know, be a couple hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And these are specialists that you're seeing, so correct. And now this but this PRP process is not covered by insurance at all. So it's a hundred percent out of pocket. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What was uh, the happiest time for you with your hair? When I was pregnant. Really? Yes. In your whole adult life or your whole childhood? In my whole adult. Like, in my childhood, I just remember um, going to the hairdresser, and I remember how the blow dryer smelt, mm-hmm. how the um, yeah. press and comb smelt. Yes. It was always... I, like any kid, hair. Right. Like, any kid, you'd rather be outside, you know what I mean, to get in. I mean, most kids, if you will. Right. So I didn't love going to the hairdresser when I was younger. And then, but when I was pregnant, like I didn't have any chemicals in my hair and it was just thriving. Like all this, you know, it was a little patchy before, but all the patches like kind of went away. Right. And what it did tell me was that, you know, my hair can grow, it can grow healthy. It's just, you know, your hormones, my hormones. Right. And so I, I felt more empowered then about my hair than any other time. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. What did you learn from your mother about hair? <laughs> that's interesting. Well, how did that influence the way you maneuver with your hair as an adult? That's a good question. Um, and one I never really thought about until now, actually. So, my family didn't really talk about hair. But now that I'm older and, like, I pay attention to it more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I realize that all of my mother, like, her sisters have a big family. So, mm-hmm. all of her sisters... They have thinning hair and they ha- their hair mm. has been thinning 
since they were like in their late 30s, right? And it's just thin hair is just so common right. amongst them. It's common in women in general, but we don't really pay attention to it right. as much, right? Until it's happening to you and you start right, right. really, it's something you notice. But she, so they never really, she didn't, my mom didn't talk to me about hair. Like, she didn't let me get a perm until I was like, you, you know. I did. I was asking for one since I was like maybe in middle school because it was a thing. Right. But I didn't get a perm until I was in high school. You know, maybe, maybe 10th or 11th grade. And then, you know, after that, my hair was like my responsibility. I went away to school. And was it like, oh no, your natural hair is beautiful? Nope. What was it? What She's was like, the... if you want to ha- have a perm, get a perm so bad, go ahead. Like, if you, you're not going to keep bugging me about this. Like, but prior to that, when she wouldn't let you, it was just was you weren't old enough? It was, I wasn't old enough and she didn't think, because she didn't, I didn't need it, right? It was her theory. Because my hair got straight with blow drying or pressing, right? It just was the process for me was frustrating as heck. And then, right, you know, you want to swim. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to swim. You want it to look like it doesn't on TV. Even though that perm ain't going to help us so much. Right, right. right. But, but you yeah. appreciate that in yeah, real no, life, right? The, it's worth a try. Now. Right. The okay. boxes look good. Right. right? The boxes <laughs> always look good. One of my associates now, um, her name's Rochelle, mm-hmm. and she used to be on the Just For Me box. What? Was it Just For Me? Black, no, black and lovely. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's a model. She does hair, which is our, enough now. And, um, yeah, so I remember when I saw her, I'm like, this lady look familiar. <laughs> and we were doing another podcast together or something together. And she was like, yeah, you know, because I was on the black and lovely model for a long time. And I was like, I used to be staring at you with your silky ass hair. Like, fucking bitch. Like, you really just, you know what I mean? Like, that silk, she had some silky black joint. It's like, you, mm. Mm. Wow. Remember them just for me commercials? Yeah, just, just for me. me. No lie, conditioner, relax. Cre- I still oh, remember what? it. I'm telling you, <laughs> I still remember it. It's so funny. I, I I used to like mouth it. Like I used to dream about it. Yeah. And that was my first perm, just for me. Just um, for me. No, I had a grown woman perm. You my did. Shoes. I had Rick James. No, my hair was very coarse, so like and thick as hell. So I definitely we jumped right out the window. <laughs> was, maybe I had you get a Hawaiian but... silky. Nah, I had to get the grown women. Oh burn. my gosh, no. Burning. <laughs> no, no, no. I guess and then can... at some point, like a cheap perm came out. It was just like perm in a jar. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? It was just like, and it had no <laughs> yep. kit. Yeah. All you needed that. That's only for like, for, like, you had to be doing this for a while before yep. you jump into that. And you got, all you had to do was buy the neutralizer shampoo right. on the side. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> you better listen. I don't even think we had neutralizer shampoo. And you we wasn't willing to risk it all. With a scrub and scrub. <laughs> I remember, like, the first time I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, the term's pink. Like, we, don't, we don't have that. I was definitely living life on the edge. Yeah, I was living life on the edge, rough. Many scabs. Scabs, scabs. It's from my own hair. Oh, my gosh. You think, think nothing of it. It just think felt so natural. Yeah. That's and what... then, you know, when you had a good scab, though, your shit was probably slick. Ooh, your hair was laid. <laughs> no, you had herpes. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you definitely had some slick ass hair. That's the that's herpes. <laughs> That that is wrong with you. Oh my god! I can st- like it's it's embedded in my feelings. Like I got a, I got the feeling of it. That perm scab is heartbeat. No. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, hair is crazy. You know. Yeah. Um, what do you want to teach your daughter about her hair? I need to blow up that you got a daughter, but you said you're a mom. Yeah, I'm a mom. Um, so I for me, you know what's interesting now that I'm more sort of aware in, aware of like hair and how to care for it and how to treat it how to preserve it i i want her to embrace her natural curls yeah. you know what i mean i want her to understand the importance of a healthy scalp yeah um you know and how to take care of it like right now we wash her hair two days a week her hair is very thick and it's long and it's dense mm-hmm. um, but it's it's be- and it's like it's beautiful and so i we, she doesn't, I make it a routine and it's something that we do together and something that she likes. So it, it became something that she likes, right? And so. And it's like bonding time. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I make it a good experience for her and we talk about it and she's like all girl. So she's always like, oh, wow, cute. You know, like. <laughs> she like, like a little bro. Yeah, she will dress that head up in a minute. <laughs> she will put a slap of headband on that thing. Okay. You know, and so it's 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 nice, but I I promised myself I will always make it a point to kind of teach her about her hair, oil it, care for it, how to respond to it, how to respect it. You know what I mean? And and you know what else too? Like just to be keeping a hundred, growing up, like we didn't I didn't have the means 
you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to get certain types of professional, you know, treatments and stuff for my hair. So you're right. We were at home just yes. figuring it out. And YouTube wasn't as prevalent. There wasn't no YouTube. Right. Let me there tell wasn't you my ghetto ass. Do you think I didn't put Crisco in my hair before? Because I did. And Kool-Aid. I definitely put Crisco in my face. <laughs> but there wasn't anyone really teaching us about hair care, right? Like black hair care. I only got cousins and shit. Right. Like all my older cousins, that's really where I got all my hair game from. Really? They used to be doing styles like they was out here doing salt pepper shit like, like oh this is nice like, mm, i don't know that's what i'm saying and so you know and also too now that i'm like fin- financially in a different place and my mother was when she had me you know right being able to provide for her yes yeah, in thing. a different way so that you know her hair doesn't you know it's not something it's that she has to take on her properly. own yeah and so yeah, that's the other thing that i would give her too like i can afford a certain a certain lifestyle for her and not that people can't do it at home because like i said you have access to so much information now right. that we just didn't have access to but but between the two i think she'll be in a better she'll have a better hair story than mine <laughs> um do you judge people on their hair no 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 only have because you been judged on your hair mm, yeah being black i mean and judgment comes in a different form like right like so if you think about it, like I've had hairdressers who, you know, weren't sympathetic to, you know, like what my scalp was going through. So I felt judged, whether they were doing it or not. Right. Like you can't mm. just walk in any place and people just embrace you. If you don't, don't have a, a luscious scalp. And even sometimes when you look at Cause it's work and sometimes they don't want to do it. That's right. That's right. And, it, and even if sometimes look at people who like braid really well, for instance, mm. on their site, they'll be, have all these like what you must do before you get there. Right, right. right. Like if your scalp is not in perfect condition, don't <laughs> bring your it. ass in here. Right. They will Damn, say that. They say that. Yeah, pretty much. Like don't... I always ask people what is because I'm like surprises and I'd rather like right I don't want you to get here and I can't do anything you know right I mean? right but that's disappointing you right. set up a day a time to get your hair done right. you probably want to look pretty and feel good right and then you get there and I'm like oh no I can't have to eat <laughs> that it's crazy like, right right which is fair and at no point do you be like look if you don't have these five criteria, like don't come we I'm not servicing you right like that's not how you do business no but there's times when I have to say no to people and that yeah. Either A got me cursed out, B always made me feel bad. <laughs> Not always. Like, um, some people, they just crazy. Like, yeah. I don't know. Or I'll just be like, like, even if it's not like a a problem, like some things are not necessarily like, you can't fix it. Right. So like, let's right. say you, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have a centimeter of hair. I'm like, just grow your hair. Wait, come back. You right. know, you're not, there's this, no crisis here. Right. Like, it's a difference between somebody who's going, who's afflicted with something and then somebody who's just like, trying to get a fucking miracle i'm like why like just come back like two three months like this is just not it's not gonna work now right it's a difference yeah it is but it's certain times i'll I'll say no to somebody and it really it depends right but i would never try to embarrass somebody like especially in a i think that's one thing people do like about coming to me i'm in the cut like so i get a lot of people with many different things going on and they'd be like yes it's just me and you (laughs) they get here they throw the wig in the fucking purse yeah and then they, it's like it's, it's, it's like real incognito. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, that's fine. Cause, cause also too, like it's it's also like uncomfortable, right? Like oh yeah, cause black women especially we be yeah, hair is just such other. a staple and just so much of who we are, right? Like it describes our personality and and to be to keep it even more real, like we also know how important per- perception is, right? right. Like that's why I, what's really why I want to know about the judgment. It wasn't even about like yes, yeah, stylist per se, but just like in general, like at work, in life, like how does it show up by men? But that was know? gonna be my next comment. Like so is that like like stylist experience, but then there's also like real life experience, like being a black woman like in the world, right? Like for mm-hmm. instance, like I'm I've always been in roles where the majority is white and how you look is mainly conservative right so right. the color of polish i choose for my fingernails right mm. I, that matters i can't come in with the brights and the neons because it's mm. distracting right people no nope. pink and blue and purple <laughs> candy absolutely not months. like like now even working from home like i feel a little bit more free you know to, you still feel like you have to show up a certain way yes believe it or not like a song like yeah like i can't i think most women feel that way though right like mm-hmm. Even though they have the um, crown act and they're not supposed to... This bullshit. You make a perception about people. I was just interviewing the other day and I was... And it was majority black candidates, right? Like, young, aspiring lawyers. And some of them, 
I wanted to take a side and say, listen, if this is a profession, not because I care, right? They're going to go on and interview other people, right? Mm-hmm. Who are not going to, who are going to care, right? right. So I want to... with other people. Right, yeah, besides me, right? Okay. They'll interview with other people who make perceptions or have opinions about them based on the way they look. And I'm just like, look, I think, look, I think the beauty of life now is that you can be whoever you want to be. Just understand what that means in certain contexts, right? Like, one sister had you know, braid, braids to the side. I was like, damn, those are fly. Like lemonade braids? <laughs> yep, they were fly as hell. Oh, and I was like, you know, I'm like, all right, how do you... You in- could do lemonades. Yeah, and I said, how are interviews going? I probably could. Yeah. How, how are interviews going? And she said, good. And she said, you know, I haven't been getting many callbacks. And she's going to ask you a question. She asked me about her hair. Word. And I was like, I like it. I said, I do think this profession is conservative. And so that's, you know... Damn, she... she they don't... Even though, like, you are another brown face saying that, it hit different when it comes from... You don't feel like... I feel like I feel like it, it does, too. I feel like... It's like, eat too, brutal. Like, <laughs> you, you, you won't come at me? Like, I'm not... I'm trying to tell you as somebody in a similar situation, right. based on my experience, clearly I've been here before you. Right. But right. it always come off like... Because I spoke to people who have been on the other side of that, and they're like, do you know she gonna tell me? And it's like, <laughs> maybe she was trying to be, like, that sister friend to let you know about things. I think they had an episode like that in the... um. Insecure, yeah, insecure, yeah. Where the girl was like, "Yeah, you loud as hell." That's not what she was saying. <laughs> yeah, I told her to take it. And the girl out. was like, "Oh," uh, and then, but she ended up leaving. And he, like, yeah, and it wasn't. Hard. It's not like it's not like I'm telling her she can't be herself. Like I want her to feel like she's herself. Mm. Also, want her to be aware of like people's perception. Not that that should matter either, mm. but having some awareness about it, I think will. It will help her when she feels disappointed. And she asked. Yeah, and two, I think too, but it also helps like when she she might have been feeling discouraged because maybe she wasn't hearing back right from roles. And in reality, if she wanted those jobs, and was and and was willing right to right. conform, which is a choice, right? It's you don't have choice. to do that. Then she would be able, you know, that she could change the things that I, I at least from my perspective, that I know people will react to, and so. It was, I just felt like having information is important. What was her reaction? She said, thank you. She said she really did. She said she was wondering if it was her hair. And she, 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 I was like, well, if you interviewing 20 candidates, right? Mm. And 10 of them looked apart, right? And you short with that. And you may not look the part. I said, cause work is culture, right? It's a culture. Uh. They want you to think like them. They want you to. They want to know. They want you to appropriate facts. They want you to switch it up. Bitch. They want you to feel like sorry. That. People and people hire people who they like. This is true. So if you look too different, you understand what I'm saying. And I'm not saying it's right. I, I think. No, it's, I know you're I think, not saying that. I think that's exactly what's wrong with the with the world, right? right? But we it's the fucking facts. It's facts. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I, I people judge all the time, and I I do feel that's a tough conversation. Now. Yeah, and I, I do feel enormous amount of pressure to look a certain way at work. It's, I'm not gonna sit on here and lie. I don't, you know, we talk about whatever, mm-hmm. and it's true. And people who say they don't, they fucking lucky. <laughs> right. But I don't let it bother me either. You know what I mean? Like I just know what I signed up for, and I show up the way that I need to show up. Um, and right. that's, that's just what I do. Damn, yo, <laughs> it's crazy. It's hard. Uh. That is so, like, weird to me. It is. It feels like it's heavy, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's light, but it's heavy. Yeah, it's light, but it's heavy. So, yeah. I don't know. Did you identify... Well, didn't identify. Did you relate to that Molly character on the Instagram? Hell no. Not at all? I mean, I don't think so. She's, like, a virgin, like, not married. <laughs> I don't know how good of a lawyer she actually was, but she was a black lawyer on TV. I don't know. Facts. I, I think, um... No. I think... I think Molly's ideas around things are a little bit more um, focused on things than I am. You know what I mean? Like, I mm. think she, I think she's she, in fact. Okay. Yeah, that was just. I'm trying to be polite about it. So. It's a fictional character. Like, I know, but like, you know how I am about in my mind. No, you're rude. I don't know why you're trying to be nice with The sweetest person you've ever met in your life. Um, but no, no, no. I think no. I didn't. I did not identify. I, I identify more with Issa than any of them. I haven't. I'm only up to season two. So oh, my gosh. Oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! What are you I watching? Stuff to do. What are you watching? Uh, well, let me tell you what I watch. It's Black okay? History Month. The least you could do is fucking complete insecure. I'm okay? gonna watch it. One time for the Hello. Culture. I didn't say I wasn't gonna watch it. I was watching Issa Rae since she was on fucking YouTube. All right. Well, then okay? this shouldn't be that hard. I felt some type of way. I'm gonna be honest. Why? Because I found her. 
I discovered her. I did. I'm gonna tell you right now. Niggas never heard of her. I was telling everybody, I was like, it's so good. And she raps. It's so good. It's an office. It's so good. It's black. I'm telling everybody, everybody was gonna be like, this shit is black. Wait, did you say you found her? I, I discovered her. I did. And then, here come Pharrell also finding her after me. Facts. Okay, with more money. Speak and on it. Access. Okay. So, boom. All right, so boom. So now she's pop. He's pop. He got her popping, and she's in. Here come everybody. Oh my god, you're right, you're right. She was on her thing, you know what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, I was there. And then when the new thing came out, I was just so into the old thing. You know, I'm weird. I know. I was just like, what is this? And I still liked it, but it was so it was different from the old thing. Even though it's, nobody said it was gonna be the same thing. But I loved awkward black girl, and I'm a nerd. Like I'm, I'm one of them people. Like I like my comic book the way it used to be. I don't know the movie be all different and shit. Like the book be different. <laughs> it's just it's a lot. So I like it, but I'm like, and also like I'm a binger, so I want to like watch something when I can just binge through it. Oh, let me think especially like this. a series. So it is the twenty third. There are five days left in, in of what the month? Black History Month. The least you could do for the people is complete and secure. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. The episodes are short. You know, I'm gonna. Wa- I like to watch shows. I binge watch shows when I'm doing my hair. Okay, fine. That's when I do it. So next time I'm doing my hair, I'm watching Insecure. Binge it out before the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. We'll take February, it. The whole year. It's a long. Small year victories. Started. Small victories. I got you. I'm gonna watch it. Is it that good? I loved Insecure. Yeah. I think. Right, cool. I think you. I think all the characters. I pretty are much know everything that happens. Because people talk too fucking much. I know everything. <laughs> I know the bitch is oh, pregnant. That's why you move in yeah, slow. Yeah, this is why I don't watch shows okay. and shit. Okay, I got like, Now it makes sense. Because you already know what it's about. Like, one of my clients, I think it was this, what um, my friend TK, she was like, dragging me because I didn't watch the inauguration. I'm like, bitch, I got the internet. Like, I feel like I was there. <laughs> the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need to be, I don't need to watch it. Those are highlights. Okay? Except so, you know what I mean? Yeah, Hey creatures, it's your girl, ah, Leia the Slayer, and I just wanted to let you guys know that I launched DIYHairSupply.com. That's a black-owned beauty supply store. So you walk into a lot of beauty supply stores, they don't always have brown skin, okay? They don't always care very much for the brown skins. But since I am a brown skin, I definitely give much of a damn about you guys and your hair, the quality of your hair, the quality of the hair you put in your hair, and all of that specifically the products that we use. So I designed my own product line that you can purchase from DIYHairSupply.com as well as my own hairline and with the products that I use every day at my salon, every day, so you know their quality. I wanna help non-professionals achieve professional results. So let me let you know right now, you can do it yourself. We have a contact form there too, so if you need information, resources, besides the YouTube page where we have plenty of help videos, we're there to support you so you can get it done and get it done right. So head on over to DIYHairSupply.com and tell them Leah sent you. Main. So is there anybody who... Um, inspired you to become a lawyer or is that something that you decided all on your own? It's not like we see a lot of images of amazing black women that are lawyers every day. <laughs> um, Mostly baby mamas and um, especially if you're watching TV now like Housewives and um, that fight over fucking brunch. And I don't watch them. Like This is, what this, this is what's on. I'm just saying. This is what we've been and you ask me what I watch. I don't watch that. I just, I don't I just can't. Um, yes. When I was in the fourth grade, mm-hmm. I read a book about, I picked the thinnest book in the library because I was just being a lazy fourth grader and it was Black History Month. I just wanted to get through my report. Mm, talking about me and what I'm doing for I know, history. at least I'm being honest. for instance, a child. You already know. Um, it started that way, but it, it ended good. No. Um, <laughs> so I picked this book that was super thin, but it was about Thurgood Marshall. Um, and he was the first black Supreme Court justice. And I thought it was so powerful just the work that he was doing in civil rights that I just knew, like, in my spirit, that was that was my calling. And he, had, he went to Howard Law. And so, you know, like, that was, like, this is my path. I get it. I'm going to do exactly all of, all of those things. And I did it. And I thought when I, when I got to law school, I thought I was going to be, like, a true, like, criminal defense lawyer, like, you know, a civil rights advocate. Mm. 
and it turned out like after like a a year in like a criminal justice clinic like it's basically like just a, a internship where you get to like work and get hands-on experience doing a in a particular area of the law that criminal justice was a lot harder for me to take on because it is a terrible uh, like it is a terrible system like mm-hmm. and it just so it just marginalizes the shit out of my minorities and I could not in good conscience like enjoy that job every day like right. I would go home crying it was just too heavy for me and I was like well look I need to work where I have some quality of life right like I can't I can't take I can't feel like this every day mm. And so I ended up going into a different area, but I still, but I still do criminal justice reform work, right? Because it's a passion of mine. And so I knew I wanted to be a lawyer since fourth grade. I knew where I was going. I thought I was going to practice and focus in one area. You know, I changed my mind. But what I do make a point to say and talk to, like I go back to my elementary school every year, you know, ever since I've been an undergrad, honestly, just to talk them through like what college looks like and that people that look like us do show up in these rooms and in these places. I do make it a point now practicing like when I go back to talk to kids about because law lawyering to them is law, law and order, right? Mm. Like it is a hundred percent of the shit that they see on TV, which is not really real, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. first of all, it never happens like that in real life. So okay. there's just impractical as hell but that's just one area like I told the kids like what do you like to play like what do you like to do in your free time I hear little girls talk about nail polish right and just Mm. dressing up and I'm like do you know that lawyers look into whether those nail polishes are safe for you to wear Mm. right or how those are the the way those in which those are created and brought to the market those laws are protected you know what I mean Mm. by lawyers right like the fact that business ha- businesses have those polishes in their salons a lot of times mm. are based on contracts lawyers facilitate those right and so just trying to make it a point to show children especially black aspect. children right of how ingrained and embedded mm. lawyering is in every aspect of our world today and how that truly has and the truth of the matter is between you know us talking here is like that has systemically been sort of ruled and and it reigns by white people right right like they hide the language of it fact fact yeah and so i make it a point just to educate kids on like no you like gaming there are lawyers that make the rules about what you see when you're Mm -hmm. playing those games whether those games can go to market in a particular time yeah so I, i i want them to know that the law can pretty much apply to their interests and they can be, you know, exactly what they want to be a lawyer in any field that they love. Basketball, the NBA has lawyers, baseball, right? MLB has lawyers. Um, Is so. it too late for somebody to become a lawyer? No! Like you see Kim Kardashian, I'm a lawyer. She's, oh, just trying oh, to be a lawyer. she's a different fucking story. Now, I do think... I mean, her dad was a pretty big deal. He was, but I do think there's a right rights of passage, right? Like, I, mm. I think the fact of the matter is not going to law school... And just saying, I'm just going to skip to practice. <laughs> yeah, like, I think this, that's a why fucked up. Why is that a thing? I don't even know why that's a rule or a permissible in California. But if you, if you think about it, though, you and you think about California and their legal system, they they always have been marginalizing minorities, right? And mm-hmm. they have created a, a, a legal system that is essentially have primarily been for the benefit of white people. Mm-hmm. And white privilege is something they want to pass down right they don't want to lose that and so of course they would have a fucking law that doesn't require right doesn't require a lawyer's son or family member i'm just being facetious obviously but doesn't require a person to actually go to law school if you have the right connections right because that's what it does right if you have the right connections somebody will let you work in a firm right without you ever having taken a class in law school or a bar exam then you can if you do that for long enough then you are a lawyer well who will let who will let someone do do that Right. Your father, your uncle, your family exactly. friend. And who has, whose fucking family friends are those? Mm-hmm. White people. Like, so I'm not surprised by it. I just think it's shitty. Her aside, though, back to your original question, I don't think it's ever too late for anybody to be a lawyer. I've been in class with folks who becoming a lawyer was their second and third career. You know what I mean? I think if you have a passion um, for change or a passion for a particular area and a law in that area, you and you have an interest in the intersection of it, you know what I mean? You can... You can absolutely. And I do think we need more people who look like us in the profession. I really do think it's going to be really important um, 
at some point for for it for nine percent of the legal population not to be a term. I feel black. like um, people. I was gonna say niggas. Sorry, it's all right. Um, niggas don't want to study law when they get to jail. Facts. And they fucking become <laughs> the chief executive of nothing. That's true. Too. <laughs> I'm just I mean, that is a, I mean, trauma does motivate people, you know what I mean, in some capacity, and prison is is traumatic, right, in some respect. So it wouldn't be any different than someone who had a bad experience at a doctor's office and wanted to become a doctor. So, yes, it is. A, it has always been a motivator. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, um, you know, people's love for things can also motivate them too, so. What's the best advice anybody ever gave you? Shit, gosh, in life, yeah, that's a hard question. It can go either way. In life, well, that you could think of. I'm sure you get home later and be like, "Well, I it was this one time." <laughs> so, in life, I my best advice came came from a book. Have you ever read The Alchemist? Yes, yeah, one of my favorite books. It's my favorite. Top, top three. It's the for all, all of your listeners if they have read nothing else. They probably heard me tell them to read. Yes, book. Alchemist is the most incredible book. But the universe, <sighs> the universe will conspire to put you right where you need to be. Something like that is one of the. My favorite part of that book is when um he was telling the story about the man in the spoon. Yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Because that's me. Like, I be here so focused on this fucking spoon. They're like, did you see the mountains? Yeah. Did you see the trees? Did you see the fucking monkey? Like, but you focus on the spoon. They're like, nah, you told me not to spill the spoon. He's like, yeah, but like, you could have looked around. Like, you could enjoy the breeze. Like, right. Fucking idiot. You know who you are. Like, I, sometimes is. I gotta look around. I gotta catch myself. Like, okay, you can focus on this small, minuscule thing that it is a task. Right. But at the same time, you could enjoy what's around you in the moment. Be present. Like, that's something I struggle with. That is so. Read that fucking book, man. They I've read that book read several it. times. Me too. My favorite message from the book is the universe will conspire to put you where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes in my journey, um, whether it be my hair journey, right, or even my personal journeys or my professional journeys, I feel felt isolated and not isolated in the sense that there weren't people physically around me, but isolated in the sense that I didn't really know too many people who talked about going through what I was going through. Right, not right. that they hadn't gone it's through real. it either. Right. And so I, you have to trust certain things that you can't see. You understand? And building that sort of mental fortitude to know, to trust the process. It was a process for me because I like to control everything. Right. And, at some point, you realize how much control of things you don't have, right? <laughs> like, whether you want to talk about that or not is one thing, right? But but if you look at sort of all the things that happened throughout your day or the course of your life and how much of that you actually had control yeah, over, like it's so fucking marginal. Um, so do you think uh, free will is an illusion? No, I don't think free will is an illusion. I, <laughs> That's a theory. It's true. I don't think free will is an illusion. I think I think there's a balance, right? I think I think how you show up. Right. Every day. And that's what the alchemist teaches you. Right. How you show up every day, like how you just talked about being present. Mm -hmm. Right. How you how you may ignore or focus on certain things. That's all on you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but the the world is the universe, let's use that because it's where we are. The universe will conspire for these moments to happen organically. How you show up in those moments, I think, navigates or really sort of influences where you go at that time and I, I firmly believe that like I think and now that I'm thinking about like one of the most profound lessons I was I came from church and the pastor was basically talking about like that how God if you believe in that is was is always waiting for you right like all you have to do is round the corner and I thought it was such an interesting metaphor because he considered life as like a maze right and he's basically saying like in that maze God is just sitting there right overseeing it watching all all you have to do is keep making your turns to get through it, right? And so, I don't think free will is an illusion. I do, I do think how we show up is is important. But, but yeah, I think the most prof- profound, <laughs> yeah, your your lessons about focus and my lessons about control from the alchemist is just another reason why everyone should read that book. Yeah, you and if you read it multiple <laughs> times, you're gonna get because the first time I read it, that didn't hit me like that. It didn't. That wasn't like the third time I read it. <laughs> And yeah. I, remember, I gifted it to my sister, and I was like, every time I gift it to somebody, I usually read it again. Yeah, that's true, too, because my first lesson was everything will work itself out. Like, that was what I left with. I was like, everything going to work itself. My life going to be all right. I was like, I can make goddamn gold out of this bitch. I just keep on going. No. 
It's a good book, man. It's a really good book. book. I think I sent it to my brother when he was in jail. He read it. He, he read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if he got anything wrong. Either, but he, he read it. For the most part, he, he was, he was, he thought, he agreed. He was like, this is a good book. Probably gave it to somebody else for some cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> definitely. Definitely sold it for some fucking fruit snacks or some shit. But it's a good book. So it's still going on, you know, keeping it going. That's right. All right. So that's pretty much it. That really wraps up this week's episode of Hair Story Podcast. I'm going to take you to the outro. Say bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. So, I told you she was dope. Like, just one of those honest, authentic people. Tells it how it is. Says what she means. Means what she says. My kind of girl. Super smart. Easy to talk to. Love it. Our sessions just go smooth. She don't ask dumbass questions. She don't do goofy shit. We have a good time. Yeah. Um, she does judge me. She's a judger. She's a judger. But we, we love her just the same. I judge her too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Anyway, if you didn't notice, like, sometimes we sound muffled, especially when I do, um, my interviews. It's because, one, I'm literally doing their hair while I'm doing an interview. So give me some credit. Two, we're wearing masks because of germs and people dying. Okay? That's a thing. So we do our best to speak loudly or like, you know, be clear. But if you notice any like discrepancies, give us a break. It's a goddamn panorama. Okay. Okay. It's a damn Panda Express. Leave me alone. Anyway, make sure you check out DIYHairSupply.com because that's my baby. I'm so proud of myself. Like I really am. It's only in the soft launch phase because I'm developing the website. I want it to be like a super cute theme that I'm not revealing until April 1st but you can still shop with me like i didn't want to make um excuses i'm gonna tell you just go for it and then i'm like i have to wait till everything is perfect no i'm not a person that waits till everything is perfect people have been buying hair for me out of my closet okay for for years so they're gonna buy it and i want to make sure that they have a platform to buy it and while i'm fixing it up and making it yo that's my intro for my podcast right however that's also my ringtone no, that's my alarm. It's my ringtone too, but it's my alarm. Anyway, I'm good like that. Um, but I'm good like that. <sighs> I hope that scared the fuck out of you because it definitely scared me. Anyway, I got to go. So yeah, DIYHairSpot.com. If I can't do your hair and you have some people in your neighborhood that could do your hair, go support my black business and buy some hair, hair products. Um, new products literally release every week. So while we're growing, I make sure I release at least one thing per week. So I've bunched it. I wanted to come out, but I'm like, I have to wait one thing a week. You know, I don't want to overload everybody. It also gives me room to uh, to provide content. So once a week, we release a new product. The best way to find out what it is, is to go to DIYHairSupply.com and sign up for our mailing list. Okay. Buy my things. Buy my things. Have a nice day. And make sure you share this podcast. Every time you share this podcast, somebody's hair grows. I don't know who it is. Your mother, your brother, your 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 daughter, your sister, your cousin, or your father's side. I'm not clear. I don't have the gift to to, to tell you who exactly it is. But just know what's happening every day. People hair growing every day, and it's my and it's because of me, and it's because of you sharing this podcast. Have a blessed day. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And take heed to some of the stuff we were saying. And buy that damn book. It's a good ass book. Bye. He told me I was perfect, counted the freckles on my nose in the dark, dark chocolate he suckled. I suffered under loving him, but it was so good. I swear it was so good. So it was milk and honey and madness through lips smacked. I tasted his dreams and they were like, they were like endless pastures and staring off cliffs to freedom land. They were like an eloquent soliloquies. They were like Negro spirituals, beautiful and pained, beautiful and pained and everything. He said he loves me nappy. Early morning, wild eyes and free, how I was meant to be. Said he smelled the sweat and determination in my throat before I burned it out. Before the grease took my worried brow, what are we now? He wonders since I don't look the same. Say a word. 
would it be wrong to say that you were perfect how you were? Let's get it straight here, we're going through it, and they should be concerned. Let's get it straight here, we're going through it, and they should be concerned. Mankind. Uh, nah, nah, where'd your afro go? You were perfect how you were, girl, and that's no joke There's no need to eliminate your kinks and curls to assimilate Your nappy hair and your pretty face, let's get it straight hair, baby You don't need straight hair to butterfly flutter where my stomach lies With a time to be alive, it's been a great year We finally free, and they scared I couldn't wait to play up in your scalp But it seemed like everything changed since we made it from the south We used to stay up in the house, you were shy, no patience for the crowds No hatred, I'm just trying to figure out Why you rather comb it down and pick it out, huh. cause if you did it for me, just know it's something I could live without, but if you did it for you, that's all I need to know, and all I need to grow, keep me close, keep me close, even though, even though, Madam CJ lace you with a perm, uh. you mad cause I ain't say a word, whoever said long hair don't care is a bald headed liar, you're bald cause your head was on fire, I see the tracks of your tears, and it's tearing me apart, I can't relax, I wear it on my heart, I wear it like my skin, it's wearing on me thin Started losing my hair, I'm like, where do I begin? Sometimes I'm full of shit, it's clear that I depend on your support I saw your hair and thought it was the end Let's get it straight here, I dread falling out with you I'd rather lock it down, natural beauty, you should rock the crown She said, stop throwing rocks at my throne The hair that I rock is my own I brushed it off, touched the soft Really checked it out, got turned on, about to sweat it out Mankind